As parents, we need to be more involved in the educational process of our children. Welcome to Chalk Talk with your host, Eric Hamilton. The three pillars of Eric's approach to parent engagement are academics, accountability, and advocacy, which empower parents to better support success at the child, school, and system level. And now, here is Eric Hamilton. Hello, America and listeners around the world. My name is Eric Hamilton, and I'm your host of Chalk Talk. Chalk Talk is designed to give parents an opportunity to ask engaging questions, to be empowered, and to take information with you in your child's academic and social lives. It's good to be with you all uh, for another edition of Chalk Talk. I'm going to be addressing... Uh, a very current event, but one that I've had in my plans for a while. We're going to be talking about testing. And if you had a chance to look at the, the promo for this show, uh, I'm entitled calling this Testing 123. Are you ready to take, <clears throat> to take and pass that next big exam? Parents, learn how to get your child ready for the next big exam. Chalk Talk will cover the ABCs of testing skills. And the reason where this comes from is, is I want to talk about a current event that it's it's happening uh, in Seattle. And if there are any listeners in Seattle, if there are any teachers in Seattle, I would ask that you please call in because this is a stage for you. Um, I want to talk about a current event and I want to show how this current event is actually a very interesting thing that's going on. Uh, but on the other hand, parents are probably listening and watching what's happening in Seattle and they're thinking, well, here we go. We've got some rowdy teachers who've decided not to implement a test. And I'm going to talk about that uh, before I, I start my next uh, segment. Uh, but what's interesting about what's happening in, in Seattle is you've got a group of teachers who have decided <clears throat> that this standardized test that all teachers are required to give They've decided simply not to administer this, administer this test, which I think is unbelievable, but yet courageous of those teachers to do. And if you pay attention to this movement, it seems that teachers across America are, are starting to really have and take a second look at standardized testing. But we're, we're not going to get specifically into what's happening in Seattle but we are going to talk about standardized testing because that's a very popular topic that I hear parents are always asking me about is what do you think about standardized testing? How is it being used? What what are your thoughts? So so the show that I have scheduled for you is talking about testing, testing one, two, three. We're going to look at some fundamental things about uh, uh, the, the academic world, why teachers, why school systems utilize these exams. And I want to give you some some very positive uh, tips on how you can best prepare your child at any level. And I'm going to break down the, the, the testing part of public schools. Just as I did last week, I want to read <clears throat> a couple of emails that I received that I want to share on the air uh, just to kind of give listeners around the country a chance to provide some feedback. And I find the questions very, very interesting. Uh, Rick in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, I'd like to know what do you think about 
the actions of the teachers in Seattle. And that was one of the things that we talked about. Um, right now, as I previously stated, that there are a group of teachers, I think 25, uh, at a high school called Garfield High School, uh, which is just outside of uh, Seattle, have decided that they don't want to administer this test. Uh, I think it's very courageous. Uh, I think that the teachers made a very good point as to why they feel that the test is is not the best tool to use for student assessment. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, as you'll hear, tests are a necessary element within public education. And I'll, I'll talk about that. So I'm kind of torn between it, but I do celebrate and applaud those teachers for taking a stand because I think their efforts are noble. Uh, Jamal in Austin, Texas. Hi, Eric. I love your show. Uh, thanks for helping parents who need, uh, uh, who need your help, who need our help. Uh, my child wants to start playing sports and interested in singing in his school choral section once he attends high school next year. What should I do? Um, as a high school teacher, uh, I did have a lot of, uh, students who were able to do both, whether they were participating in academics, whether they were uh, participating in the beta club, uh, the tech club, whatever. Uh, one of the beautiful things about high school for those middle school parents who are about to send their uh, child into high school next year is that high school really is a chance for you to develop, develop both uh, as a parent, as well as a child, your skills. Uh, you will find that a lot of parents are really pushing their kids into particular disciplines. And I think that uh, a child will, will will find their way when they get to high school. They'll find what works for them. They'll find the areas that they can excel in and the areas that they may have challenges in. And I think you have to let children really find themselves. And hopefully that environment will be a one that's conducive so that your child can can uh, go to the next level in terms of social development. So I think that's a great question, uh, Jamal. Let your child simply uh, develop his interests. Uh, Shannon in San Francisco. Uh, I'm getting pushback from other parents in the PTA who lack the vision uh, within our group. I listen to your show. think you have great ideas. Any thoughts on how to bring these parents together? Well, number one, uh, talk about talk about my show. Uh, tell them that you know th- you're getting a lot of the ideas that you hear from the, the radio show. And, and again, I thank all of the emails for those who are sending me emails. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sending time to send them in to me. Uh, Shannon, you are correct. Unfortunately, one of the sad realities is that. Sometimes you don't want to be labeled that troublemaker parent. You don't want to be labeled that parent that's on their own. You don't want to be labeled that parent that has all the inside information. And I understand that part of the power of technology in in what we do and what I do is the fact that I'm trying to give parents something, some type of a guide to go forward so that they might can best support so that they might can have some good conversations. Now, if you're getting pushback from parents, um, then you've got to figure out uh, what's the goal here. If you go back to my show on how do we define winning, how are you defining what you want? Is it about you personally or is it about what you want, what's best for the, the, the school? So I would say first take a look at yourself, look at how you're communicating 
and then try to offer, hey, guys, this is what we need to do to take the direction of the school. Go back to the school improvement plan. That's a good starting point so that you're just not pulling things out. Go back to the school improvement plan. Take a look at what the school has agreed upon and then work uh, carefully to bring people together to get them uh, essentially on your side, which is moving the school forward. So those are the three uh, emails that I've chosen for the show. And again, I thank all those individuals. And, and by the way, Shannon, your, your team is going down this weekend. You know what I'm talking about. Um, want to go forward. Testing. As I said, right now, there's a big movement in this country, and it just didn't start with, with the current uh, administration. Uh, it's been in play for a very long time. One of the most popular questions that I hear, why do, why are, why are my child taking so many exams? From the time you start in elementary school, primary grades, your child is going to be faced with a lot of standardized exams. As an educator, I have come to realize that there is a purpose behind standardized testing. And it's really not my opinion as to whether they are a necessary evil or whether there's something that we should be trying to get out of. Uh, I talked about what's going on in the Seattle situation, and I think what what those those teachers are attempting to do is a noble, noble cause. They are looking at the issue around equity. They're looking around the assessment of the tool that's being utilized. They're looking at a complete picture, which I think is a noble, noble thing to do. I really do. Uh, and, and as far as I know, this is the first time that it's been done at this level. So I, I really support uh, the parent, the, the teachers who are trying to make a point. However, parents, it's very important for you to understand that testing is, 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 is a necessary component within public education. Testing is how we are able as educators to determine who gets what, who's sitting in what section, who's able to advance, who has to stay behind. Uh, testing is one of those things that a lot of people, when you just bring up the word exams, or if you bring up any type of thing around testing, you will see that students sometimes will develop what is called test anxiety. I see it in the classroom frequently. When students are nervous about exams, I see it frequently when they are asked to take exams and they're asked to perform. And many students are nervous. On the other hand, I've seen it where students who are living, who are moving, who are well ahead of the curve, they've learned how to take exams. But when it comes to demonstrate their skills, whether it be in conversation, application, they fall short. So on this issue around testing, I think it's important for us to start with this idea Testing is a part of education. It didn't just start with no child left behind. Uh, those of us who are in education are constantly hearing and reading about uh, the alleged cheating scandals that are happening in various major cities around the country. I'm not going to get into whether school systems are cheating. That's that's not what the purpose. The 
purpose of this show is to get you, the parent, to understand that testing is a necessary component for children. It's a necessary component. Our job as parents are to learn and try to understand how can I best support my child when it comes to taking exams? Because testing is not going to go away. Despite what anybody may say or hear, there are going to be exams. There are going to be state assessments. Those things are constant within the field of education. But what we can do is to make sure that we're on the same page, that students are have been taught the content of what the exam is going to assess. And in a lot of places, you will see that there's something called a gap or misalignment. And teachers know exactly what I'm talking about, where what's being taught in the classroom isn't always what is on the exam. And I don't mean word for word, and I don't mean teaching to the test. But what I'm saying is, is that there has to be some consistency. And as a parent, you should understand what do I mean by consistency and how can you ensure that that's actually happening. So I've talked about testing, testing one, two, three. We're going to look at the essentials. We're going to look at what and why we have to take it. Uh, I'm going to break down the components that are used in the primary grades, which is K through five in most school systems. Then I'm going to look at the middle school componentry and then high school. And the beautiful part about, again, the technology that we have, you have the ability Pick up the phone, send an email, call a friend, say, hey, you got to listen to this show about testing. If you can't hear it live, you can always download it. You can always send a message to someone and say, hey, he's talking about high school. My child's just starting high school next year. I need to know what's going on. One of the biggest things, and, and before I get ready to take my, my first break, there are so many exams that are given on a yearly basis in public education that there's now an actual uh, there's an actual title called testing coordinator where all year long that's all they do is simply administer exams and that's a very very tedious job very stressful job but when we come back from the break I'll start talking about the types of exams that are generally given and how you as a parent can assist your child in making sure that they're ready. Again, you're listening to Eric Hamilton on Chalk Talk. Tonight, we're talking about the testing world, testing one, two, three. Please join me after a short break. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com If you are having difficulty balancing everything in your life, be sure to tune in to Change is Personal with Kim Fuller. Each week, we'll help you do your own self-assessment to handling relationships, family, life challenges, health, and personal goals. Kim and her guests share from experiences and offer advice and resources to keep your life on track. Change is Personal with Kim Fuller can be heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
Listen and start having a fuller life. Want the inside scoop about what's going on in the social networks of art and entertainment? Tune in to Star Power Hour, brought to you by 4talent.com. We'll talk to the top professionals in the entertainment industry and find out what they're working on and what's next. Your host is James Barber, who has his finger on the pulse of the arts and entertainment world. Star Power Hour, brought to you by 4talent.com, live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Each week, Jimmy Gould brings you the stories and the people that you want to hear about. Tune in to A Current Life to hear about the journey to success, how our guests became the people they are today, and the highs and lows they experienced along the way. Each hour will leave you inspired and entertained as Jimmy gets up close and personal with every week's guest and shares ideas you can identify with and apply to your own life. A Current Life with Jimmy Gould airs Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Chalk Talk with Eric Hamilton. We want to hear from you during today's show by phone or by email. Please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to schoolwise at yahoo.com. That's S-C-H-O-O-L-W-H-Y-S at yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. And again, I am Eric Hamilton, host of Chalk Talk. We are talking about the testing world of education. We're calling the show Testing 123. As a high school teacher, uh, I believe that I have acquired some knowledge that will be very beneficial for parents to begin to learn about this testing world that we live in. And, and again, just talking about it, people are, have all kinds of different reactions about is, is it necessary? Uh, it's biased. It's culturally biased. Uh, it's big business in testing. And, and a lot of those things, unfortunately, may be true. But the reality of the situation is uh, for many, many people, many students, uh, students, they have a lot of anxieties around testing. And, and I can relate to a lot of those. So what I want to talk to the parents, let's look at some of the basic types of exams that we have. Uh, number one is the most popular exam is the, the multiple choice. The multiple choice is many of the, the ones that we had in school. You have possible four answers and you are required to make the best selection. We'll get back to those because a lot of those multiple choices are there's a formula to them. There's a, there's a way that you have to look at them. Uh, essay. Uh, in college, I love writing essays. I love writing uh, the ability 
to be open ended to to cover material. Sometimes, if you didn't know something, you could at least try to uh, argue uh, from a particular point of view. Uh, most exams that you will find, typically uh, in high school, particularly in content area, tend to be on the essay side. They are multiple choice as well, but essay is another component. The one that most students dread: the fill in the blank. I love filling the blank because it forces students to do two things. It forces them to read context clues as well as to have a body of knowledge that they can apply. Uh, so filling the blank is another popular type of exam. And then matching. I think students really like, from my experience, really enjoy matching. Those are the four generally speaking type of uh, exams. Now, there are different types of exams uh, in the chemistry department in the band department, there's always some different nuances to the testing world. What you will find is, is that the one that's used by most systems to test is a multiple choice. Why? Because it's easy, because there's a formula and it is what's called a standardized way. So they give an exam. They may take question two, question number three and switch them around. They may have section A, section B. It's a standardized exam, and that's what a lot of school systems are attempting to use. One, because it's easy to grade. Two, because it's very generic, and people like them. And I, my time in high school has taught me that you'd be surprised. Ladies and gentlemen, most people are not aware of how to take a multiple-choice test. They're not. They haven't been trained. I know that I was not properly trained on how to take a multiple choice test. We're going to get to, to actually how you do that. Uh, the essay. If your student has the ability to write and to think and to articulate, you will generally find that essay writing is going to be an area that they're going to be strong in. And they're going to probably prefer it. You will see in a lot of high schools the AP and IB exams, which I'm going to talk about. Most of those tend to be essay. They take longer to grade. It takes longer for turnaround because they actually have to be packaged, shipped, sent out. People read it, repackaged, resent, sent back to the, to the school to be sorted out. Fill in the blank. Again, I believe that fill in the blank is a very, very good form of assessment, but it's not a standard use technique. And then matching. Uh, you'll see that a lot of the elementary schools as well as middle schools, matching is the primary form of uh, test taking because it really forces students to use some uh, skills to match up uh, words with concepts. And I'm a big believer of that as well. Now, because we're talking about multiple choice, I, I found out through. And if you say, oh, Eric, most anybody knows how to take a multiple choice test. And yeah, I, I thought the same thing. Until I realized there's a group of people who are in business called Kaplan. Kaplan allows for people to test and to learn how to take exams. And what I was taught that we as parents are not teaching and school systems are not teaching because they say you can't teach to the test. Well, we're not talking about teaching kids to the test. We're teaching kids how to take multiple choice exams. And you will see that those students who have those exams who have those skills, content excluded, they generally do better. Why do they do better? Is it because they're smarter? Is it because if they studied harder? No. It's because of one, possibly one reason, and that is 
They've learned how to take the exam. And that's something that is a very delicate subject, but it is something that is very real. And you as a parent, you should learn how to do that. So one of the things that I learned, you have four possible uh, selections. You have A, B, C, and D. Now, I know I, I was told that if you're going to guess, always pick C. And the reason that people say that is because when you look at A, B, C, or D, you have the ability to take a random guess and you have a 25% chance of getting the correct answer, right? 25%. But what you may not know and what I've really tried to get my students to realize is that the people who build these exams, they build them in a standardized format. We have been taught, I have learned that a lot of these testing companies, they figured out that because it's a standardized formula, one of the answers has to be the correct answer. One looks like the correct answer, and, and, they, and that's called the distractor. And the other two are incorrect. Now, yes, you do have to have a little bit of knowledge in order to answer those questions. You are absolutely right. But can you imagine if you're able to eliminate if you're able to eliminate a wrong answer based on a context clue or based on something that you increased your chances of getting question correct? And do you know if you're able to do that consistently, you're able to move from a low percentile to a medium percentile? And if you're able to do that, then you will be placed in the red group and not the orange group. So all these things really make a difference. They make a difference not only in the, the self-esteem that students have around testing, but also in the final results. So what we've been taught in four possible, uh, anytime you have a multiple choice with five choices, that's almost an unfair exam just based on how it's set up. And and by the way, most exams, uh, there's always some type of an error or some type of reliability factor. And I know I'm getting really technical, but generally speaking, when you're, you're looking over the exams, you really want to make sure that you have four possibles. One will look like the correct answer. One is what is perceived as called the distractor that looks like it. It's not a trick question but it kind of looks like the, the correct answer. And then two will be completely wrong. If we could get that message out, if we can get that message out, you will see that it has an impact on how people not only take the exams, but how they perceive taking the exams. Uh, and I, I think it's very important. Uh, on essay, making sure that when you have an essay type uh, test, uh, that you allow students the ability to do an outline you have students the ability to think before they write because they're being judged on their ability to create a premise, an idea, and a thought pattern. So making sure that you remind your students about before you begin to actually construct an argument, you want to say that George Washington's farewell address has been the most memorable uh, political document ever written in American history. Well, if you want to make that You've got to have the ability to come up with an outline because uh, when you're doing essays, they want to see, has have you constructed your arguments carefully? And in these days of constructive response, they've even raised the bar. So it's very, very important that you know how your child is writing, how they're articulating. Um, the fill in the blank section on that one again, 
you have to read the context clues. You have to look around the blank. Uh, many of your SAT and GRE exams really push context clues. That means are you, is your child reading? Are you able to articulate? Are you able to see kind of behind what's going on to you to fill in that gap? Very important that you think about those things. Okay. And then matching. Matching again is a self-explanatory where you have to use the process of elimination. Now, those are the, those are the basic exams that you will see in just about every classroom in America. You will see one of those four being used. The problem is, and I won't say it's a problem, but as we move up from primary to middle to high, you're going to start noticing, particularly in the content, you're going to start noticing that there's going to be an emphasis on the essay and the multiple choice. So going back to my first or second show, <clears throat> when I talked about academic roadmaps and I talked about having the ability to guide your student. Education has become very competitive. States are reducing the amount of money that they offer for scholarships. So now everything is riding on the backs of teachers to make sure that students have the best grades. Testing is more important now probably than it's been in the last 20 to 25 years. And that's because tests are designed to do one thing, not to frustrate students, not to frustrate parents, not to give bragging rights for some districts over another. Testing is done to show learning, to show why this student should get to go here. This student should not get to go here. And why? Because it's based on a test. That's our system, ladies and gentlemen. That's how we've constructed how we're going to decide we can fight that system. <clears throat> there are flaws in that system. But once you realize that's what this testing world is about, you can wrap your mind and your hand around, what do I need to do to get my child prepared? And I'm not advocating, <coughs> excuse me, sending a, a fourth grader to Kaplan. I'm not advocating for that at all. But what I am advocating for is that you as a parent, and now we're on the academic side, your job is to be aware this is what the testing world is about. It's about how do we show, how do we give reason for one child to go one place versus another. And this is what we've come up with. I'm going to go ahead and take my next break. When we come back, we're going to talk about <clears throat> starting from the primary grades to middle to high. What are some of the popular exams? How are some of the wording? What should you as a parent, regardless of where you are, what should you be focused on? What should you look at? Where can you go? You know that your child is a poor test taker. You know that testing season is coming up. We had one in October. Now we're going to have one in March. You know the testing season is coming up. You know your child is struggling. What do I do? Where do I go? I try to go to the school to see the testing coordinator. I can't talk to her or talk to him. Guess what? That's the kind of work that they do. They are constantly, constantly busy. So when we come back, we're going to talk about testing in the schools, and you're going to learn a lot about what you can do to help your child. Hold on for a break. We'll be back. You're listening to Eric Hamilton on Chalk Talk.
find us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. It's time to take an amazing journey, a journey to gold. Join your host, CJ, every week as she introduces you to amazing people who are following their dreams and changing their lives with a new attitude. Hear from the stars who are stepping outside the box. Be sure to listen for the Dream Quest Challenge with Josie Pasentino, where you'll vote on the music of independent artists. Find out how you can be a part of this life-changing experience. Maybe we'll be talking to you on a future show. Journey to Gold is heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. How can we Americans realize our dreams to earn a living? How can you pursue your dream and make money as an owner or an employee? Learn how at The American Business Person, the online weekly radio talk show hosted by Rich Killian. Today's business leaders share how to succeed and what fails. If you own a new or established business or ever hope to, you must tune in. Join us every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central, and noon Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Or listen on demand to our archived shows. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world. And that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Chalk Talk with Eric Hamilton. We want to hear from you during today's show by phone or by email. Please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to schoolwise at yahoo.com. That's S-C-H-O-O-L-W-H-Y-S at yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Thanks for joining us. Uh, my name is Eric Hamilton, and this is Chalk Talk. We are talking about the world of testing, testing one, two, three. We're looking at uh, why are so many school systems using uh, standardized uh, exams as a way of promotion and retention. And we started to show off talking about the situation in Seattle where a group of teachers have gotten together and they have decided to <clears throat> not to administer the, these exams because they think that these exams, exams are counterproductive. They think that they don't measure the content that's being taught in the classroom and they're trying to make a, a statement of what's in the best interest of the, of the child. And it, it, as I look at the story, I think it's an unbelievable story to see teachers taking that type of courage to do that. And, and I do support them in their efforts to to address this. But on the other hand, I do realize that testing is a way that we are able to decide. And my job is on the side of the parents, is to give parents some constructive information that oftentimes you may not get. You may not get that testing coordinator to do what I'm doing right now. And that's sitting there and talking to you about these are the types of exams that your child is going to face. These are the th- issues that you have to look at. So this is why Chalk Talk, I think, is so very important. <clears throat> it's very important because it's straight talk to you, who's the parent. It is, it is cutting past all the other stuff, and it's getting to empower you as the parent to go out, ask the tough questions, be engaged, and be informed. Um, I want to go through and give you all a, a an outline about 
the testing world. So in the primary grades, you'll find that there's usually a standard exam that's given in the third and fourth grade. I've talked about this in the academic roadmaps, and I've said that, and, and, you, and if you are want to know more about those for any new listeners, please go back, uh, go to the Voice America website, click on uh, show episodes, and you'll see academic roadmaps. And you'll see and you'll hear me talking about why it's important for third and fourth graders to be to to have to have their skills for you to know where they are by that time. It's critical. It's critical regardless of where you live, whether what system you're part of. Third and fourth grade are very, very important. If we go back to that show, you'll you'll remember me talking about generally speaking math and reading math and the ability to read on grade level critical why is that so important because there is a standardized exam that's given it's given to 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 uh third and fourth graders and at that point and there's a there's the, the nasty t word that no one wants to talk about the t word that's the tracking word and regardless of what we can say about tracking, tracking is one of the most controversial ideas in education. It's some people perceive it as bad. Some say it's a savior. I'm not getting into, again, the politics of why we track students. What I will say is, where does it come from? Where does the information, the data and all that good stuff comes from? It comes from our ability to perform on an exam. So it's very, very important for us. Some systems track, some systems don't. That might be a question that you want to actually ask your principal or ask your um, testing coordinator. Now, again, it's an uncomfortable question. It's an uncomfortable question, but that's something that you may want to find out. So you'll find out that starting in the primary grades, ladies and gentlemen, you'll find out that everything is based upon the reading and math scores. That's why I've said it's critically important for you to practice, practice, practice. If you have the ability to go to places like a Barnes & Noble, get the supplementary books, get the practice going. It's very, very important. So in the primary grades, you will have a standardized multiple choice test around math and reading. And then you will generally, as we move forward from primary grades to middle school, you will have more content material, more content materials being built upon. Now you have things like science. Now you have things that, and, and, the, and you had science in elementary school, but now you have more content type, uh, more advanced concepts. And all of that, ladies and gentlemen, is getting ready for high school. Generally speaking, you still have a variety. You have your standardized test, which is your multiple choice. And then you'll have your student, your teacher-based assessment. They might be the matching. It might be an essay question. But all of the state exams are all centered around this standardized process. So you might as well get in the habit now of getting your child used to around this idea of taking multiple choice tests because that is the standard in which and how we evaluate. Now, my child goes to a private school. My child goes to an alternative school, so therefore we don't do that. I understand there are systems out there like that. But generally speaking, the public school system, they are, they are assessing what can your child do, 
how does your child have the ability to perform and how are they being performed against another child? Very important. Now, so now you have the content material. You have all this wonderful content that you're building in middle school, goes back to the academic roadmap. Now, by the time you get to high school, ladies and gentlemen, oh, wow, now you're talking several exams. You've got graduation exams, which happened in the 12th grade. Some states are moving away from them. Now you have what's called an end-of-the-course test, where certain subjects, the month of March, ladies and gentlemen, we have exams after exams after exams because we have to assess in the ninth grade, in biology, in literature. We have to assess in the 10th grade. We have to assess in the 11th grade, American history. Then we have seniors are being tested in economics. We have all of these exams, ladies and gentlemen. Not only do we have those state exams, but what about if you want to go into the military? What if your child decides that they want to go into the military? And many of our young people are choosing the military over college. Well, then there's an assessment on that, too, the ASVAB. That's a government-issued test that students now, the bar is being pushed higher and higher on the ability to take that test and pass that test. Now you have, for those students who are going to college, now you have a revamped SAT version. You've got the ACT. You have all of these exams. And many people are saying, whoa, we're testing kids too much. There's, everything is based around a test. What about learning? Whatever happened to just learning? I understand that. I understand that. Parents, our job is to find the best way that we can support and it's not always running a Kaplan. It's not always buying every uh, test booklet out there for your fourth grader. We're not looking for that. What we're saying is we're trying to get you ready to be able to assess what is needed at every step of the way. A lot of states are moving away from graduation exams, which I think is a very bad idea. Um, but I see it. I've tutored, I've prepped, I've been on the front lines for a lot of those, and all that I can tell you is is that the the sooner you're able to get around this idea of what these exams do, why we give them, the better you're going to best support your child. That's number one. That's that's the first and most important thing. What can you do to best support? How can you partner with the school? A lot of schools have uh, Saturday tests. Uh, where people will volunteer, teachers will volunteer, parents will volunteer, and they'll go through and they'll try their best to, 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 to bridge the gap in helping our young people be prepared. When I come back from the break, we're going to talk about my last segment. We're going to talk about some of the more specialty exams that you will see, and I'll give a final commentary about at the end of the day, we're doing all these exams. What are their purpose? What's the purpose behind this? And I'm going to surprise you because it's more than just showing how my child is smarter than yours or, or getting the bragging rights for today. Those things are important, but there's something bigger behind those tests than just that. So I'm going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, a very popular question that came up on last week's show about what's called the advanced placement exams versus the IB exams. We're going to talk about that. That's really a high school-related question. I hear it all the time. I want to give some time to talk about that. 
and I would love for any callers to call in and talk about their experiences within these time these exams that we have with the time that we have remaining. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the testing world, testing one, two, three. I'm Eric Hamilton, host of Chalk Talk. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. We let so many outside factors mold and shape our lives. Technology, instant delivery. We live in an on-demand world. What's happened to the compassion, the kindness, a better pace? Listen to Might Radio with host Gabriella Von Ray. We'll bring that kindness and compassion back to our world. Our guests come from around the world and we'll discuss what's being done and what we can do to bring our lives back to order. Might Radio is broadcast live every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. Zoom Leadership. It's the big picture issues of the day, up close and personal capabilities of leadership, and a desirable future of constant renewal. Zoom Leadership. It's the economic crisis made clear, patterns and perspectives of leadership, and the importance of changing the way we pursue our future. Join host John Schmidt every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Zoom Leadership. An inside look at what's really going on in business, government, and civil society. Tune in every week on the Voice America Business Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to Chalk Talk with Eric Hamilton. We want to hear from you during today's show by phone or by email. Please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to schoolwise at yahoo.com. That's S-C-H-O-O-L-W-H-Y-S at yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Thanks for coming back. My name is Eric Hamilton, and I am hosting Chalk Talk. We are talking about the testing world, testing one, two, three. We're looking at some of the fundamentals around the world of education, specifically with the testing component. And I've covered a lot of material. Um, I want to be able to address a couple of, of concerns. Uh, we, particularly at the high school level, and I'm talking specifically with the high school parents. Um, we currently are engaged in a very interesting debate right now where we are, uh, many parents have an option. Uh, this was one of the questions last week. We talked about parents who have the ability to send their child through what's called an, an advanced placement program, which means you will get college credit for doing work in high school, provided that you're able to pass the exam. 
or you have the other route, which is called the International Baccalaureate Program, which is very much a part of a lot of school systems, a lot of growing school systems. And I want to say first quickly that the exams are based upon the same content we talked about. We talked about the ability to do multiple choice and the ability to do essays. And essays are very, very critical. Uh, these exams are very expensive. Uh, a lot of parents pay for a, a, a lot of these exams. They, they have to be shipped and they're oftentimes evaluated and they're sent back to the schools and a lot of hard work from both the parent, the teacher, as well as the student go hand in hand to make sure that you have a great score. I've had the privilege of working with both groups, but I do want to say that the, the direction that we're going is, ladies and gentlemen, particularly in this country, you know, I hear us talk about a lot of issues. I hear us talking about the economy. I hear us talk about health care. I hear us talk about all varieties of issues. If you really look at it, in order for our country to succeed in this global market, it's going to take a group of young people who's going to have to change their skill sets. And they're going to have to fit into this global economy. And where does this transformation occur? It occurs in the classroom. And who's leading this transformation? It's it's coming from teachers. It's coming from school administrators. It's coming from the custodians. It's coming from the cafeteria staff. It's a team effort to get our child, your child, our children all together, moving forward and doing some amazing things. These exams, ladies and gentlemen, we can look at them in a variety of different ways. We can look at them as being culturally biased. We can look at them and, and say that, that they should be abandoned. Uh, what I do like about what the teachers in Seattle, and, and for those of you who, who want to know more about it, I, I ask that you go out and, and Google that particular group. Uh, it's in Garfield High School, which is in Seattle. Uh, the teachers make a very eloquent points about what's wrong with the testing world and why it should be changed, and they want to make a stand on it. Back to the to to the two. If you're faced with the ability about the IB versus the AP, both of them are good exams. Both of them require the student to really think and really evaluate and really construct their ideas. So at the high school level, ladies and gentlemen, you are faced with taking exit exams. You're faced with taking prep, prep for SAT. You're looking for a variety of different things. It's not going to start just in the 11th grade. Having that idea of an academic roadmap starts as early as possible. That's why it's critical for people who are in the PTA. It's critical for testing coordinators. It's critical for us to learn as much as possible in order to have our children to be prepared, to get them ready. Some individuals have taken things into their own hands and actually gone out and tried to do some some unethical things. And we're not talking about unethical behavior. We're not talking about breaking into the, t the school the night before to get the exam and photocopy it. We're not talking about that. We're talking about children being prepared to the best of the teacher's ability. Teachers are clear about what's being assessed. 
the actual test that's being constructed by the state actually reflects that process. And whenever you have that, you've got a good test. You've got a really, really a good test. But whenever you have anything on the outside of that where the content isn't clear and questions weren't uh, phrased the, the, the right way, then you have some issues of what's called reliability. And you really want to stay away from those things. My job on Chart Talk is to empower you, the parent. And I really believe that this testing situation is not just about you as a parent feeling good about bragging about your child, which is important because I, I, I see that as a parent, that's what you want to be able to do. You want to brag on your child when your child's done something well, when their child has, has gone past the level of expectations. But it's more than just about me. What this process is about with the testing is really about the integrity of the educational system. It's about the integrity of our educational system on a whole. If we have a poor, poorly constructed system, we're going to have students, young people who are not going to be prepared, who will not be able to enter the global market. I love to hear all the politicians and everybody talk about what can we do to improve the economy? Well, one of the things we've got to do, we've got to get people, we've got to get young people ready to redefine how we call work. And unfortunately, the process that's going to determine those individuals oftentimes will fall and center around a test. So I'm going to ask parents, as you go out into your work week, as you get ready to get into your small groups, as you talk to your principals and PTA individuals, I want you to reframe how you see this word called testing. I challenge you to think about how you can move from this position of critical analysis to what can I do to actually empower the school as well as my child to perform to the best of his or her ability on this exam. And if you can do that, and if you can do that, you've moved as a parent. We need more parents who are driven to make sure that the process is done the right way. The other issues System will have to take care of that. Our job is to make sure that we are centered around that. And if you can do that, you can go out and be an empowered parent. Next week, we're going to have another wonderful conversation around academics. I'll leave you with this. Go out, be empowered, do something positive in your child's school, make a difference. And as always, go out and have a great week. Go out and be empowered. Look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you again for joining us for Chalk Talk. Please join Eric Hamilton again next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for more of everything that parents should know about school. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.